A couple of Wednesdays ago, several of us gathered over in North Hall for the morning Eucharist at 6.30 a.m. And it felt particularly early on that day because it was just a few days after the time change. And so as we were sitting there all half asleep, six or so of us, we were discussing how it felt so early. I made some comment about how I was beating the pets up. They weren't even awake when I was waking up. And one of the women in our group said, I know, my dog just looks at me and she says, I don't want to go out there, it's too dark. And we laughed. And I said to her in a very sarcastic and kind of dry way, I said, that's what she said. And she said, well, that's what she said to me. I mean, that's what I hear her say. And we laughed again. And then someone else in the group said, I just want to point out that our rector just said, that's what she said. And we all laughed some more. Now, I tell you this story for two reasons. One is that you should make every opportunity to be in worship because you never know what memorable thing will happen. But the second is to tell you of that illustration about what the dog said and how the dog talks. We anthropomorphize all sorts of things. That is, we give all sorts of created things feelings and expressions that are human-like. It's often quite fun and funny to imagine what the animals are saying or whether or not our food likes it when we eat it. I had a friend that told her kids, in an effort to get them to eat what was on their plate, that when their plate was clean, it was a happy plate. Which then begs the question to the solo kid who is sitting, frowning at the table, don't you want your plate to be happy? Think of how fun and funny it is to have other creatures, whether alive or manufactured, with human feelings. Ed, the horse. Herbie, the love bug. The velveteen rabbit. The gingerbread man. The toys from Toy Story. The monsters in Monsters, Inc. One of the most creative shows on TV, in my opinion, has a sponge that talks and wears pants. We even have sayings like, if these walls could talk. With these familiar experiences, we might hear Jesus' words at the end of our gospel lesson today as reflecting on our own anthropomorphic tendencies. We see the stones made in our image. So when Jesus says, if my disciples were silent, the stones would shout, we might wonder, if the stones are happy. We are inclined to make things in our own image, and often this is fun and funny. But sometimes it's wrong. It's wrong when we judge the value of something based on a substance that is not theirs, but instead on something that we have projected onto them because we have made them human-like. We are tempted into this wrong in Jesus. Jesus, fully human and fully divine. We make him into our image, which then limits our capacity to understand who he fully is. 
People made Jesus in their own image when Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. And people praised God joyfully with a loud voice, recognizing Jesus' kingship under the Lord. They knew what they were looking for. They wanted a king like David. They wanted someone that would challenge the political allegiances of the region. They wanted someone who would bring justice to the oppressed, freedom to the captives, consolation to the poor, joy to the sorrowful. Peace would be the way of the land. And Jesus was surely the one that would do this. So say his disciples. And so say we. The sorrow comes in the days that follow that entrance into Jerusalem. Jesus doesn't behave as the king they had hoped for. The promised one that they had anticipated. The Messiah that they wanted. God is not and cannot be made in our image. We are made in the image of God, as we read in scripture, but the inverse is not true. God cannot be made in our image. This is what we read in Paul's letter to the Philippians. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. We are made in the image of God. But God, even though he emptied himself and took the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, cannot be limited to the likeness that we see. We'll talk more about this on Good Friday of this week. But suffice it to say that Jesus' demonstration of kingship, Jesus' way of ushering in peace, is not the way that his followers expected. Their desire for his reign did not unfold as they had imagined. God's ways are higher than ours. The psalmist reminds us of this. God draws all creation to God's self in ways that we can't imagine. God is not limited to humankind in order for God's praises to be sung. All creation sings praises to the creator, the one true living God. Again, Paul reminds us of this in his letter to the Romans. As we read in the eighth chapter, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. For the creation waits in eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. And this is how 
were to interpret Jesus' words to those particular Pharisees that spoke to him about keeping his disciples silent. When Jesus tells you, says, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out, he is speaking about the fact that all creation is in service to God, and it is equipped in its created state to sing God's praises. Earlier in Luke's gospel, Jesus says to the Hebrew people, Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor, for I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. So our voices join the voices of all creation in singing God's praises, welcoming in God's reign. In Christ's reign, All creation is reconciled to one another because all creation is in right relationship with God. Through Christ, God draws all creation into himself. When Jesus was lifted up on the cross, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. There is a Christmas hymn that reminds us of this truth. It's hymn number 104. And I invite you to take your um, hymnal out of the holder and turn to hymn 104 so that as I read these words, you can follow along. A stable lamp is lighted whose glow shall wake the sky. The stars all bend their voices, and every stone shall cry. And every stone shall cry, and straw like gold shall shine. A barn shall harbor heaven a stall become a shrine. This child through David's city shall ride in triumph by. The palm shall strew its branches, and every stone shall cry. And every stone shall cry, though heavy, dull, and dumb, and lie within the roadway to pave his kingdom come. Yet he shall be forsaken and yielded up to die. The sky shall groan in darkness, and every stone shall cry. And every stone shall cry for stony hearts of men. God's blood upon the spearhead, God's love refused again. But now, as at the ending, the low is lifted high. The stars shall bend their voices, and every stone shall cry. And every stone shall cry in praises of the child, by whose descent among us the worlds are reconciled. Ride on, King Jesus. Establish the reign of God. Don't let us stand in your way, but empower us to act in your ways with peace and reconciliation, drawing us to you in all things, the good and the bad, so that your glory may be known in this world. Amen.